You're listening to the World Football Program with all the latest updates from both local and international football. WA, a very changed WA is too. Pete and I battling the, the coronavirus to be here in the studio. Thanks to Frank and Jerry who are also in the studio. A um, little bit delayed in our start because we're wiping down microphones and desks and everything else. Um, stay safe, people. Um, so in the studio with me this morning is Peter Skeeler. Good morning, Pete. How are you? Morning, Sean. I'm... Uh bright and well at the moment which is all good yeah that's always a good start to the day mate that's what we are aiming for um we've got oddly enough with no football in the universe we've we've got a a show so um we're talking to a number of people today we're going to first off we're going to talk to phil kelly who is the state league um standing committee chair about how this is affecting state league clubs and his own club in particular um then we're going to talk to miles guaz Guazazelli, I think his name is pronounced. He is in the FIFA 20 competition that's organised by Football West. He's Ashfield's first e-player. Um, awesome. Young fellow who's, who's a dedicated young footballer. We're going to talk to him firstly about his hopes, dreams, aspirations and how this has um, hurt him and you know what this the FIFA means to him I think it's a great initiative by Football West the engagement is what we need and this is certainly keeping us engaged then we'll talk to Donna Gufray who is uh, from DT38 we'll talk about DT38 and we'll also talk a bit about the A-League and what the future holds and then we'll finish off with uh, Karen Giles who is from Clubs WA Um, Clubs WA great support to clubs around the place not just football clubs but all, all sorts of clubs and whilst the focus is on business and big business and how big business survives this and returns, um, the interest about clubs is 
you know, clubs are the heartbeat of a community, particularly if you're out in the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's a massive thing, not just us, but the RSLs and all the other clubs that we have. And we'll be talking to Karen about who's going to lobby for us in government and who's going to be pushing for the help to get clubs back on their feet after this because I think a lot of them are on the brink. Yeah. I think um, they normally run on a on a smell of an oily rag at the best of times a lot of clubs. Well, and and when you look at our state league uh, and our amateur leagues, this couldn't have happened at a worse time. Uh, most of the clubs are cash poor at this start of the year. Most clubs don't carry over a huge war chest season to season. Yep. You've got to buy kit, you've got to buy training bibs, you've got to buy cones and balls and councils want their money, the yep. Football West and FFA all want their affiliation fees all paid up front and everything else. And without the, the um, fees coming in, you can't get to pay that. And then during the season, through fundraising sponsors and uh, match day, you make you know, the canteen and the other things. Drinks, you, yeah. you make your money up over the year. And then at the end of the year, most of it's gone. And you're you know, keeping a, a small fund just to seed the next season and, and council fees and other yeah. things. You know, who's paying those and what's happening to those? And, you know, these, these things will all compound because... It's the money that drives it, and if no one's got money, then we're we're all done. Absolutely, yeah. Um, breaking news this morning is that the PFA have um, issued an announcement that Tony Sage has stood down uh, a number of players. They're saying that it's against the Fair Work Act. I think, boys, you need to have a look at the Fair Work Act. It's changed a little bit since coronavirus came in. Um, an employer must be able to demonstrate that there is a stoppage of work. I think Tony's got that one sewn up. Uh, the employees to be stood down cannot be usefully employed, which is not limited to the work an employer normally performs. Uh, they can't go out of schools because they're closed. They can't go out of shopping centres because we're social distancing. They can't do a lot of other things. Yeah. So um, I think he's got a point there. And the cause of the stoppage must also be one that the employer cannot reasonably expect to be held responsible for. Boy, a cashier, as they say. He ticks all the boxes there. So, and I I don't think Tony's standing them down because he doesn't want them. He's standing them down because it makes good business sense. And, you know, a friend of mine has had to do much the same thing with his business people, the people he's employed. Um, And, you know, the the agreement is that once this is all cleared up, you're the first people I'm phoning. Yeah. Um, difficult times for all of us. No one knows how to handle this other than Don Evans. None of us were around when the Spanish flu happened. So, uh, <laughs> G'day if you're listening, Don. Yeah, no, Don will be listening. Don't know better to do today. Um, you know, look, it's, it's, it's true though, isn't it? In this social distancing right now, apart from your essentials, all you've got to do is go out, do your shopping, come back in, listen to the radio, watch the telly. Even Don can't mess that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like they say past generations have had to go to war. So forth, our, our generation, our call to arms is stay home, sit on the couch and watch TV. I mean, if we can't get that right for a couple of weeks, there's... Absolutely. Look, in, in my business, that's exactly what we're, we're doing. We're, we're staying calm yeah. um, and we're just telling people, you know, be calm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the risks, one country still playing, Belarus still playing. Belarus is still running. So rest assured, we've got the results from the... Uh, Belarus. Well, let's not use them all up now, eh? Oh, actually, I was looking. Technically, we actually have A-League results to go through too because the last game was this this week just finished, Monday night. Absolutely. Uh, Newcastle Jets had a 2-1 win over Melbourne City. It was a decent match. Uh, 
obviously left their run a bit late, but Newcastle sort of getting a few results and starting to climb the table a bit. And uh, it was also nice to see it was Glenn Moss's 250th match, a long-time servant in the A-League, and he subbed on late in the game to obviously get to that 250 mark, I think. Absolutely. Whatever happens, we know he's, he's probably not going to be back. So. Well, this is it. Yeah, it's going to be a very different world once the these things are over, and they will at some stage be over. Um I watched a documentary the other night where the, they talked to a bloke who, probably about 10 years ago, but he, he was over 100, he'd lived through the Spanish flu. Yep. And he was saying that the, the actual epidemic or the pandemic itself was pretty cut and dried. Yeah. You got sick and got ill or you got sick and you died. That yep. was it. There was no in-betweens. The biggest problem was the three years after. Because people were afraid to go back into big crowds. People didn't trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, what was going out there. And this is for A-League and for all other sporting codes. Um, pubs and clubs and everything else going back is going to be the battle. Absolutely. And you've got to feel sorry for the bookmakers because there's nothing to bet on now apart from <laughs> Belarus. <Belarusia>, so, <laughs> um, you know, look, we're, we're all affected by it in different ways. There's still football going on of some sort. The international FIFA 20 ultimate uh, Quran team cup is on I see um, AFC Wimbledon got beat by West Ham the other night on that one and Central Coast Mariners beat Shamrock Rovers amazing so this amazing. is this is actually a global competition yep. um, just for for fun just just have a look on it um, obviously we mentioned Football West have got the um, FIFA 2020 comp going on at the moment and also for those of you who are interested in management programs uh, Football Manager 2020 is three free through stream yep. uh, Steam rather um, so get on that and I think I'll need to get on that one I've I thought you I thought you were a Hattrick 20 man uh, Hattricks Hattricks are free and a much easier one to play if you're looking to dip your toe in without getting into all the complexities of Football Manager Hattrick is an easy one and that's one that's played live against uh all air players all around the world throughout Australia and then they even have an international uh, league where if your players are good enough you may be selected there is a person who is in charge of the national team and your players can get called up there so it's uh, quite interesting because I, I was yep. reading an article the other the other night there on Football Manager 2020 yep. um, apparently Ange Postacoglu um, managed my home team Southend <laughs> United all the way through to the UEFA Champions League and, <laughs> and won it it's been about 10 years since I've tried Football Manager. Uh, I have to say I was woeful at it. It was fascinating, but I was woeful at it. And um, I think I've also demonstrated those uh, results since then coaching the junior team. So maybe football management isn't my way to go. But uh, <laughs> certainly if it's free, I will I will jump on and get a copy of it again and, and give it a burl because it's certainly it'll, it'll scratch an itch for some people uh, football-wise and certainly give it a go. Or if not, hat trick like I uh, put on our website is a much easier one. I must on admit, I I used to love playing uh, football manager. Yep. Uh, used to waste, well, not waste. No, so I used to invest <laughs> an awful lot of time <laughs> in it, yeah. and uh, wasn't too bad at it. And then I got involved in running a local club, and it kind of lost its gloss because <laughs> I was doing it for real. So, um, yeah, it, I might get back into it now. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think the thing with running the local club is you don't get nice, neat statistics like you get with Football Manager. You don't get to see, well, this player's a 14 out of 20 for his first touch, whereas this one's only a 13, but he's a 15 out of 20 for his, you know, work rate. So 
you need to figure those stats out for yourself in real life. Obviously, I was playing it all wrong, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> never even thought about that stuff. <laughs> maybe uh, I, maybe my, me focusing on that is why I did so badly at it. Yeah, probably because I went more of the emotional thing and, and went round looking for the, um, the the free players, the free agents, the the young kids coming through that looked yeah. like they were doing well Basically, in the 18s yeah. and under 20s and picked all them up. And, yeah, I can remember pre- picking up quite a few good players <laughs> <laughs> through that. Specifically through Holland for some reason, but there you go. Yep. Um, it worked well for me. My strategy worked, and I did. I did also get South End up into the Premier League. So yeah, well there you go. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good fun, um, particularly if you know how to cheat as well, and you can get lots and lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> I do know one of the very early versions. You just took a bank loan out, but you took it out for a negative value, and the program didn't seem to realise what you were doing, and just said, "Sure, have a lot of money." The other one was to have dummy players, so you'd have you'd manage Liverpool, and then you'd really upset all the players, really. You know, because you didn't mind wrecking Liverpool, um, <laughs> destroy the morale in the club, and then you know when when a club like Southend made a very small offer for a, a very good player, um, yeah, they went. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were all the strategies we used to employ. But yeah, no, good fun. Yeah. Um, and electronic gaming is where it's, it is at the moment. The kids are enjoying it. As I said, it's great to see footballers have jumped on it. There's been a number of other things. Um, the toilet roll juggling challenge, which seems yep. to be going quite viral. Yep. Um, I noticed that um, Perth SC got in on that. Um, I thought it was quite interesting because you're watching it and there's kids in the garden juggling all these um, balls and, oh, sorry, the, the toilet rolls and players are juggling it. And it must be the Essex boy in me, but the ones I saw inside the houses, you, you, you're kind of casing the joint thing. Yeah, I could blag that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, look, it, anything that generates interest in the game is a good thing. Perth Glory have been doing a lot of stuff online. Yes, they have. Um, and I think, you know, those little skill things that you can do. Uh, this morning's one was a ball and a wall. Um, and that's how we used to do it. That's what we, we yeah. always did. Yeah. So there, there are some people doing some innovative things around the place, and we'll talk to people about that throughout the day. Good, good. All right, we're going to go to some messages, and we'll be back after these with Phil Kelly. Maybe we won't do that again, eh? That's, <laughs> that wouldn't be a good thing to do. Um as you said, there's A League, uh, sorry, the J League we spoke about earlier. They're looking at starting up. I don't know. Both Japan and China are looking at starting up again. Yeah. Which um, my mic's not on. It's not. There, there we go. Now, now you can hear me. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Both Japan and China have have set a date for when they're planning on restarting. Um, certainly with, with the chart of active cases in China, it's, it's on its way down. That's assuming that's got the big asterisk beside it where you assume that numbers coming out of China are accurate. But if they are, I could see that. Japan's still on the way up and there has been a bit of a sort of a conspiracy theory going around that they were artificially reporting lower numbers while they were still in with a chance for the Olympics. Oh, don't get me started and, on the conspiracy theories. Yeah, <laughs> and now that well, I'm not big on conspiracy theories, but that one I thought, well, maybe. But now yeah. that now that they're definitely not hosting the Olympics this year, suddenly yeah. the numbers are jumping up a bit. Yeah, let's so. not let's not go down the road of spreading rumor and, yeah, and no. conspiracy theories. I didn't bring my tinfoil hat with me, <laughs> so we're not going to do that. I think Graham Arnold, speaking of the Olympics, did come up with a suggestion that that the Olympics next year they should raise the age limit by one, so up to 24 to keep the same players that would have played this year well, still be valid. I think in the spirit of suspending things, it's players born before a certain year yeah, and we just keep that. Yep. So that yeah. doesn't that doesn't change, although it goes on a year. So anyone born before 2000 or whatever it is um, can play, but yeah, after that you can only have two players from yeah. Yeah. older. So it allows then for the players that were 
that and would have played would have qualified this year. Now, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it also gives an opportunity for the for the younger players who've developed out of all sight when yep. they've been practicing at home and not playing <laughs> with anyone else. But it allows them to, to also have an option because don't forget, it robs them of another year. It robs them yeah, of a year yeah, as yeah. well. So yeah, there's there's no. There's no, there's no perfect solution. There's no winners in yeah. this. All right, we'll be back after these. Hi, I'm Rose, a junior trainee at Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron. I am the fourth generation of our family business. Oswest Fencing is built on 50 years of experience, creating unique fencing and gates and servicing the West Australian community. Let us help you secure and refurbish your home or business with customised materials and automation made to laugh. Ring us on 9258 6822 to discuss your ideas or visit our online galleries at auswestfencing.com.au That's A-U-S-W-E-S-T fencing.com.au Station Sponsor Are you considering data and software development? From a simple website to custom office automation software, phone Andy at Dataplats on 0414 263 938. That's 0414 263 938. Station sponsor. Okay, we're back in the room now. We talked about the competition being affected. We've got local competitions affected. Um, and joining this morning is the chair of the State state League Standing Committee, Phil Kelly, who, by the sounds of things, is self-isolating with his four children. Good morning, Phil. How are you? Good morning, Sean, and good morning, Pete. Good morning, listeners. Yes, definitely in, in uh, I guess, voluntary self-isolation at the moment. Yeah, oh, look, I think with, with four children at home, there's a fair chance you'll come up with a cure for COVID before the scientists. <laughs> That's what we're working on. So, yeah, <laughs> hopefully by the end of the week. <laughs> okay, so um, what are the issues facing state league clubs right now? I mean, it was right on the cusp of the season. We've, we spoke a little bit about how clubs function and you need all those fees coming in to, to kind of kickstart your season and make up money over the, the, the rest of the year. Um, couldn't have come at a worse time. You're drifting out a bit, Phil. I can't hear you properly at the moment. Yeah, we'll just try and fix that for oh, you. Yeah. 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 There we go. Is that better? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the challenges we've got at the moment, I guess, it's very easy for us to mock for um, our club for a... No, you need to go back in the cupboard again. You've, you've just drifted out. I don't know what's happening at your end. How's that? Is that better? Yep. Yep. Don't change. Okay. Sorry about. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Um, so we can mothball our clubs for a fixed amount of time, of course. And there's no issue with that. Um, but so obviously, we don't really know how long we're going to be uh, in this suspension period for, and um, that's the challenge. We've obviously got a lot of parents. We've got a lot of um, members that are that are seeking refunds and and um, you know asking questions about whether a season's going to go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, we, we quite honestly don't know. We don't know the answer to that question. But, so, when, but um, when, you listen to Sco- when you listen to ScoMo, he's talking about six months before we can even think about going back to normal. Do you think that the Football West FFA should go, it's done, The season, this season, 2020, is finished? Well, the last, I guess, the last deadline date we've got is the 
14th of April. I think any sensible person um, is fairly aware that we're not going to be going back to football that weekend. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be some time before we go back to normal in, in, in any effect anyway. So if, even if we do go back to football, let's say, let's say by the end of April or middle of May, we're going to be six to eight weeks from that date before we can effectively take the field. Otherwise, we're going to be flooding hospitals with injuries as well, and it's going to be another issue. Um, so that's, that's part of the challenge we face, but there's probably a number of other issues that are attached to it at the moment. Um, the FFA made a fairly broad statement yesterday or a big statement yesterday by standing down 80% of their staff. Yep. Um, we've got yep. the news out of Perth Glory in the last 24 hours as well. Um, Football West have obviously stood down some, some of their staff, casual staff, mostly at this point in time. But it, um, but it makes so good financial sense. I mean, the, the, my biggest fear is when you listen to other codes, um, the NRL, AFL, they're concerned about their own survivability and they, they're two very big established competitions. You've got to worry about the, the financial viability of the FFA if they don't take draconian measures, of Football West if they, if they don't do it. And I, I hear out of Victoria, they've committed to paying their, their staff, all of their staff, through this. And they've got a huge wage bill. And financially, that, that could kill them. Mm. So, the, you know, it's important, number one, that the FFA survive that the, the local competition managers survive and that clubs survive. And I think, you know, I'll talk to um, Karen Giles from Clubs WA later about the, the what can happen for clubs and what help there is for clubs. But we right now everyone's got to be in a, um, a sleeper mode so that we can all come back out of this and, and be better. Um, parents and other people, players who've paid fees, need to understand that the money that they they paid did go out legitimately to kit suppliers to competition managers to councils there's a lot of costs involved pre-season for a club that you can't recover until you're in competition phase absolutely there's a lot of the discussions that are taking place at the moment um with the west with the ssa with multiple councils as well yeah um there's going look there is going to going to need to be some standing um uh, from 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 members and from participants and, and all these sorts of um, people involved in the game. The, the one thing that I don't think we... There's a couple of things that I think we need to confront as well, and one of them, the game's going to be very different for the next 6 to 12 months. If you listen to some of the other sports and how they're talking as well, they are talking about it. They are you know, discussing how um, it's going to take some time uh, to see the same participation levels in the sport for a number of reasons. And I've had feedback from state league clubs that are telling me that their their uh, number of participants has dropped significantly since the onset of COVID-19. And a number of clubs had issues uh, getting players and participants of all ages to commit as well. And so I suppose the... numbers were down. I suppose the other thing so, is there'd be a lot of clubs that had, um, for want of a better word, um contract players but these are guys that are employed in in industries around town who a may have gone home because they they've got families and people they need to be with during this time or that their jobs have have themselves been stood down through this crisis so even the playing stocks will be changed when we do go back 
for people on working visas and that sort of thing um, potential. I mean, and this this is all the un, these are all the the broad unknowns. We don't know if those people are being sent home. They may well be. They are technically in breach of their visa obligations. Yeah, or they um, may have chosen for, to go home. Well, correct, and some have in that mm. instance as well. So some of our state league squads are potentially depleted um, as well. Uh, it's look, and that's why I say like. For example, if we do, and this all being well, there's a miracle cure, um, we do go back to football on the 18th of April. I don't think we'll be going back to football immediately. There's going to be a transition phase. And the, the game's going to change. Uh, and I think we need to be looking at that and confronting that. And look, perhaps that's an opportunity for us. Um, to, to, from a, from a club administration point of view, though, is this, oh, we'll, we'll review in a month helping or hindering and would you much rather have someone be decisive and go look sorry this season in in its current form is completely finished if and when we can start we'll look at what what that allows us to do at that time um but right now because if we're in this if we're in this status for 12 to 18 months which is possible we're not looking at this season being dead. We're also looking at next season being dead and survivability of clubs and associations is really tricky after that. Absolutely. And, that, and that's the issue. So I think it's very easy for us as clubs to mothball and to spend. And, you know, we're talking about putting businesses into hibernation. Yeah. Uh, a, club, a club goes into hibernation relatively easily. We're probably one of the easiest organisations to hibernate. But have However, you had those conversations with council? Uh, I know that as a club we have, yep. and there's not so much to see that from our perspective, from actual perspective. Um, that's certainly possible, but it isn't possible for an association like the FFA. It's not possible for an A-League club, for example, to mm. go into hibernation. Well, I was reading um, an article this morning. There's there's at least four or five AFL clubs who are at best um, dodgy, you know, and, and whether they'll pull through this or not. <clears throat> Whether or not, sorry, I missed that. AFL clubs. There's at least four that are on the on the cusp of. If this was just one season, yeah, we we probably just scrape through it. But if it was yeah. two seasons, they they don't have the money. And we're talking about the you know the most cashed up code in in Australia. Exactly. And if we listen to some of the doom and gloom coming from the AFL and the AFL clubs, um, it, it it is particularly bad. And so if we look at, I guess, ourselves as a sport, who is obviously a little less resourced financially, um, you have to start asking some questions. And certainly, look, it's good news, I think, and terrible, sad news out of the FFA that they played off 80% of their staff. But it's sound and sensible to do so. Uh, and look, the rest of it, we'll just wait and see. But I'm, I look, my, personally and... I'm, I'm no expert in these things, but I'd be I'd be surprised to see us returning to a full scale competition this season. Yeah, and I've got grave concerns for next season as well, and and that's just my own personal opinion. Yeah, and then of course with that, how many clubs, um, associations, whether it be A League, NPL, State League. Um, grassroots at junior level, how many of those clubs come with us over the bridge, as ScoMo keeps on um, talking about, yep. will, be an interest, will be interesting. But and I suppose, look, look the other thing a, is... There's always opportunity in crisis, right? Yeah. 
But you look at the, the viability of clubs is, is around sponsors who may or may not survive this, um, generous benefactors whose businesses may or may not survive this or they personally may not survive this. So, you know, there's a lot of things in, in doubt. I suppose for a club, though, it's about club engagement. So what sort of things are, are clubs doing around the place to keep people engaged with the club? Absolutely. There's a lot of that going on, and it's fantastic to see. I mean, we've got, obviously, the Football West E-League at the moment, um, which is fantastic. And I know you're talking to Miles after this interview, which, you, which is great to see, and it's great to see the high level of participation in that. Um, I'm also seeing a lot of these um, challenges um, online as well. Yep. Um, which are fantastic to see. It just keeps people engaged and doing things, and there's skill, skill challenges and that sort of thing. Um, I know that Football West are planning a number of ac other activations, and that's what they're being referred yep. to, uh, to, to bring in and keep people more engaged in the game, which is fantastic, and it will be in an online presence. But I'm also seeing um, some online training sessions and stuff that were held yesterday, which is yep. fantastic. Mm -hmm. We're using technology to our full potential. I mean, it's good enough for the G20 and it's good enough for kids to train as well, which is fantastic. Yeah. Naming no names, though, has there, has there been people who have been trying to get an unfair advantage by actually doing physical training sessions um, outside this? I, I hear rumours and innuendo that this was happening. Yeah, I've seen the same reports, unfortunately, as well. And what people need to realise is that, you know, this isn't... Um, I think I heard you guys speaking about it before. This is our duty. We're sending kids to war 100 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Now your, your duty is to stay home. There's, there's a killer on the streets. Absolutely. Yeah. There is, and, and that's how we need to view it. And look, if anyone is out there that is training, that is, you know, meeting in, I guess, informal groups, it's not a sensible thing to be doing. Um, and at the end of the day, you could well end up with the police or the army telling you to move on and then forcing you to move on. Mm. So that's the reality of the world we're in at the moment. Um, now, there, there was a comment you made earlier in the interview about um, opportunity. And I suppose the thing is that we're, we're everyone's concentrating on the darkness, but what we need to be focusing on, and I think this is part of the problem of saying, oh, we'll review it in a month, we're all concentrating on the now, but is concentrating on the future and, and deciding what shape our competition, what our game will look like. We've got a, a very good opportunity to be the number one sport when we come out of this, provided we work together at it. Um, and things like the NPL junior development have, have been a big problem and no one's had the time to work out what to do. Right now, we've got the time. Well, we do. And look, we have a broken NPL. Um, and that's nationally. Yep. Um, we have a broken junior development pathway. Um, we have an A-League that was quite literally on life support. Um, let's be honest. I know we all love the A-League and we want it to be successful, but it was absolutely on life support. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. It's an opportunity for us to take this time, this downtime, and do something effective with it. And that's what I'd like us to be doing. Let's not try and pretend that we're going to have a season in one month or two months or three months even, let's spend this time working out as a code what we can do to come out over the bridge and be the number one sport. Yeah. <clears throat> at at, at the time... With every other sport now. Mm. 
at the time, I, I thought Rob Sherman's uh, resignation was was a, a bad thing for Australia. It now actually seems like it was a cost saving, but it also then allows us to rebuild from the ground up now with with no blueprint. There is there is nothing now going on, so we we spend the next six months developing what we believe should be the model going forward from this for not just WA but for Australia. And as you said, the the local leagues. Um, looking at a restructure, looking at how that's going to look post-COVID, how the A-League will look post-COVID, how the Socceroos and the Matildas will look post-COVID. Because we, there's where we need to be focusing on and building our game and, and getting stronger. And as you said, clubs in hibernation can still have their strategic committee meetings and work out what they plan to do when they come out of this. 100%. And if we spend our time focusing on that and if we get a month at it. It's a month we've never had before. It's probably going to be longer, so we can dedicate our entire time to improving our game and, and you know dealing with the evolution because our game's going to change. Everyone's sport is going to change. So and football will change, and and we need to be ahead of the game on that. And that's what I think we should be focusing on right now. But everyone needs to, to change their model, uh, including um, people like myself and the radio stations. And, and talkback is, is something we're considering. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there involved in the game. Um, and whilst the game isn't going on, um, talkback is, is something we could engage in and have people ring in and, and voice their opinions. What do you reckon on that as a concept? I think it's a great idea, and I think we—I mean—it's an opportunity for you guys to probably speak to just about everybody <laughs> um, and get their thoughts at the moment. I mean, look—we're not doing much else, but I think that's a great forum, and it's a great for you know opportunity to get, um, I, think, I guess, an understanding of what's going on out there. So I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, look, the uh, the game is changing; it has changed. Um, what do you think on the, the focus towards things like football manager? I mean, uh, yeah. the, they've released that free on stream um, and also the, there is a lot of interest now in FIFA 2020. Of course there is. Like, and these are a great activation to keep people interested in football. And look, football manager is the greatest, um, I guess, apprenticeship for anyone who wants to get involved in running a club. Um, so I certainly know it was for me anyway. <laughs> But um, look, the, the, the E-Series and obviously the FIFA 20 on Xbox and PlayStation is a great way for us to still feel involved in our clubs and still feel that we're out there and participating. And that's what's important. It's important for mental health. It's important that we, you know, for the engagement levels. And it's important to keep everyone interested and focused. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I was looking through the uh, Fair Work website about the um, reasons you can stand down um, employees and, and one of them was that uh, they can't be usefully employed um, which is not limited to the work that they are actually employed to do um, might be a way of keeping a, some A-League players um, engaged would be to have them compete nationally on FIFA 2020, um, you know Castro versus Ninkovic would draw a crowd I'm sure, um, Popovic versus Fowler You yeah, know it sounds good, but it's something right yeah. yeah, and I, I look. Why not try it? Why not do it? And you never know; it could actually generate some revenue because that's something else that we're going we're to need to find a way of paying everybody involved in the game as well. And maybe that is a way. Maybe there's an opportunity there that we can use those utilised players in that in that fashion 
and try and generate some revenue that way. So going back to um, the, the state league clubs and your own club in particular, what sort of strategies do you have at the moment? Are you using um, the um, internet and the, and the web? Are you using um, other strategies or are you engaging with councils and um, obviously people that at this stage of the season, every club owes somebody something? Yeah, so look, I mean, from our perspective at the club, we'll probably go through the negatives first and then we'll talk about the positives. So we're obviously talking to um, our suppliers. We obviously want to keep as much cash in the bank as possible as well. Um, so it's a negotiation. It's not an unusual negotiation, something that's happening in business every day as well, um, about managing cash flows and managing um, expectations. So that's something that's happening. Um, for us as a club, I know that we've actually been locked out of our facility um, due to COVID, and that most likely won't be lifted for some time. Um, so that's some, that, that'll be a challenge at some point if there's a contradiction between what the council wants to do and what the FFA mandate we do. Um, so that'll be another discussion later. So those sorts of um, conversations are being had now, and it's going to you know there will, there will need to be support for clubs on that basis. Mm. So the positives at the club we've been able to do. Ash of those, we've um, we've purchased um, a couple of the VO video units, so we've been um, videoing all of our games. So we've provided access to all of our players, and they're able to go in and do some video analysis of their own games now. So it's something to keep them engaged, keep them connected. They can message each other on that platform as well. Um, we're looking at some other other ideas. Um, utilising some technology so that the, the squads can still talk to each other um, using Teams and these other um, video conferencing um, software that's available at the moment just so they can feel together and and even perhaps do some um, training sessions and that sort of thing by utilising technology. So that's something that we're looking at and we're exploring and we're hoping um, we can bring bring those to our, to our players as well in the next few weeks. But as you can imagine... And these things can cost money, and and obviously we we're just managing that process at the moment. So we're also looking at doing, um, I guess, the similar things that you see online. So um, the challenges and all these sorts of videos and that sort of thing on social media, and um, of course the FIFA E series as well. Yeah, and again, I think you know if you've got your committee meetings um, now online and are working on what you're going to look like when you come out of this. Um, you know, it's a never-changing world and, and none of us have ever been through anything like this in the past. But, you know, the, focusing on the future rather than, than the now, I think, is the way ahead. Absolutely. Look, that's what we need to do. Um, like I've said it a few times in this interview today, the game is going to change. We won't be going back to how it was four weeks ago. Um, um, it, it will definitely have changed and we will have to have evolved as clubs and as associations and um, we'll have to meet that challenge because it is going to be a challenging period for some time. I think even in a post-COVID world, um, there's going to be trust issues and um, all these sorts of things as well. Look, are we going to be comfortable mixing with people? And I know that's a terrible thing to even think about. Mm-hmm. But it's a reality we're going to have to face. It was a re- it was a reality after the Spanish flu that people didn't just go flooding back into the crowd situations. Um, I imagine with with our um, increased knowledge, um, 
it will be something that will take a while to go back unless you're on Bondi or St Kilda Beach, in which case it might be back even as early as tomorrow. But, you know, right now we're in a very... Um, I suppose the word being used is totalitarian state. I don't think that's a bad thing right now, but it's about how we how we look when we climb out of this. And as, as said, we need to focus on a bright future because that is what's headed. Absolutely. And I can, this, will, this whole period will pass and there'll be more of us on the other side than not. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll all be strong and healthy and clubs will be strong and healthy, but we'll just need to get used to the new, the new way of doing things, I guess, into the future. And that's what we need to focus on. I think as a code and as a sport, um, I'd like us to be spending this downtime looking at how that might be and planning for it. Yeah, and that that's not just at club level, that's at state level and at um, national level. We need to be we're all working towards the how this will... When As soon as ScoMo says, back to normal, boys, we're all prepared for it. Absolutely right. Yeah, 100%. All right, Phil, thank you very much for your time. Um, look after yourself and those kids, and we'll speak to you again in the future. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Pete. And uh, look after yourselves as well, everybody. Cheers. Thank you. See ya. Okay, cheers. Bye. That's Phil Kelly, who's the chair of the State League Standing Committee. Um, and in tough times, we've all got to focus on the future. Absolutely. And uh, just while we're... Speaking of tough times, uh, all of us here at the World Football Program <clears throat> very much uh, appreciate the support of our sponsors. And we understand while football is on hold, it's tough. West Coast football have ceased operations and we wish them all the best. We will keep supporting them like they have supported us by promoting them in name during this tough Absolutely. time. Absolutely. No, look, the boys out there at West Coast um, would be hit the hardest out of this because their entire business plan has been yeah. decimated. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Look, and I think yeah, we, we touched on how clubs have got to change, how we've got to change. I mean, we we, we spoke about um, betting companies that there's nothing to have a bet on at the moment. And I noticed Daniel Garb was let go from Foxtel. There there are no there's no sport to commentate on unless there's a couple of dogs running around a park <laughs> or people crossing a road, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot of people that you wouldn't expect to be hurt by this who are hurt by this and you know we've got to look after each other um we've also got to look at what we do because with without a game to report on we we don't want to be inwardly looking at the covid crisis yeah. but you know we we've spoken about the possibility of doing talk back so um through our web our facebook page if people yeah. want to give us some feedback if you think that's a great idea yep. then let us know because we're willing to change and a move with the times um, and if you've got or think you need to have a, a platform to speak from then yeah, we're quite happy to do that and open those doors we won't be able to give you all the answers because um, unless Don and I are on the air we don't know everything <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know look we, we will do our best to, to open those doors and, and, and if people want to voice an opinion um, that's what we're here for so yeah, I think it's a We'll, we'll put something up on the Facebook page. Um, it's about already what fa- there, so well, It's already on our Facebook page, so get on there. What are your thoughts about having a feedback? Is that something you'd like to be involved in? Because if so, we can make it happen. That's right. That's right. All right, Pete. Now, there is, we talked about the it's a changed world and it's um, it's a very different world. In, in one particular country in <laughs> Middle Europe, it's not. It's business as usual. Um, in Belarus, we don't care about the coronavirus. 
And they're still going. Yeah, they're still going. So you've got some so results. I, I think everyone should pick a team in Belarus. And, Absolutely. Uh, maybe even before I, well, you know. So so who are the teams playing in Belarus at the moment? May, I'm going to list them out, but yeah. um, I apologise in advance to our Belarusian listeners because my uh, pronunciation is probably going to be stuffed. But yep. uh, round uh, match day one was last weekend. Energetic BGU defeated BATE 3 1. Uh, FC Shakitor defeated, uh, sorry, lost at home to Torpedo Belaz Zodinho 1 0. Dinamo Brest and Molnikov TSI played out a 1 all draw. Uh, Ruch Brest defeated Dinamo Minsk 1-0 away. Minsk is the capital city of Belarus too. So if you're looking for the, the well, maybe the big team, you'd, you'd think it'd be one of the Minsk-based teams. Uh, FC Vitebsk won 1-0. Uh, even though they had a player sent off in injury time of the first half, they still hung on for a 1-0 win, and that goal was an own goal from the away team as well. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ishloch defeated Neyman 1-0, and there was a red card to the losing team there. There's actually, there's been four red cards in the first round too, so Ooh. yeah, maybe they're feeling a bit. Uh, I apologise for my pronunciation on this one, but Slutsk. Uh, one three one. Yeah, be careful I, with that I one, need yeah. to be careful. That's that's <laughs> how it's spelt. Um, uh, defeated Slavia Mosr three one with a uh, red card again to the losing team. And last of all, Minsk, not to be confused with Dynamo Minsk, one three one away to Belnishnia. And there's been a couple of games this weekend already. So Torpedo uh, defeated Belnishnia one nil, and Energetic BGU, who won three one in the first one, also won one nil away. Uh, just last night. So Energetic BGU and Torpedo Belarus, uh, top of the table, two wins out of two games. I was just making some notes when you went through and like Torpedo have been a big club there for a long time. Everyone's heard the name. Yep. Um, I really like the sound of Energetic, so I'm going to jump yep. on onto those. And I'm already calling it early, but BAT, <laughs> I, I think they're going to be like the Melbourne Victory of the League. Everyone hates them already. <laughs> uh, they caused this. Yeah. They, they caused it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The coronavirus came from bats. Oh, okay. I was, I was wondering where you were yeah, going. Yeah, no, that's oh, the, go. I'm blaming them. <laughs> you, you've got to have a side that you hate in the league. For me, it's bat, and I'm on the energetic That, that banner. seems fair. And they've lost their one game they've played too, so they can suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. What's that one going on there for? Okay. Um... Yeah, interesting times ahead. I think, again, maybe up on our webpage, we need to just have, a, if we can, do a small poll and have people um, yep. tip their, their favourite team in, team in Belarus. Um, yeah. we'll set that up from the, on Sluts, the Sluts, yep. I think, may be very popular yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I sort of think I might go for them just for a laugh. So. <laughs> no, look, it's very interesting. And FC Shack. Yeah, uh, Shakitor. So um, yeah. I'm assuming Shakitor is a town or city in Belarus. Uh, obviously, yeah, but he's got Shak in it. I mean, it's got to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, a lot of the Eastern European teams, uh, Dynamo is fairly common. So there's they've got two Dynamo teams, Dynamo Minsk and Dynamo Brest in uh, Belarus. But, yeah. you know, that's almost – Dynamo in Eastern Europe is almost the equivalent of United in Western Europe. You know, there's you get that a lot. So Dynamo Kiev. Yeah. Dynamo Zagreb. I know. There's some really, you, you do well with those. You, you've got you must have a bit of Polish or something in you. You're doing all right, mate. It's it's showing. <laughs> no, look, it, it's excellent. It's good. Uh, I don't know. We talk about health of, of players. Um, what sort of crowds well, are they all, getting? For all we know, they're going. To close. I, I'd hope they'd close the league down, but yeah, uh, crowds. I'm not seeing crowd numbers reported anyway. Yeah. So all right. um, I, I haven't. That said, I also haven't heard anything about being played in front of closed stadiums or anything. But um, 
you know, it's a, it's a small Eastern European country um, and, and a lot of countries in Europe, they suffer almost the same problem as, as we do in Australia in that people tend to follow the big leagues yep. and not their own domestic leagues. So, you know, I would take a guess. If you asked me before all this broke out what the average crowd in the Belarusian Premier League is, my guess would be about two to 3,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, I, I yeah. don't think you're, you're far off that. To be honest, no. Look, it's interesting. Not much live football going around. I imagine that somewhere, if you if you're someone that likes a punt, I'm sure there's a bet there somewhere. Well, I, I, you'd think some Belarusian would be, um, you know, entrepreneur would would think to get these up on the web and get them, you know, live stream the only football on the planet right Absolutely. now. Absolutely, you're know. going to the um, the pay pay per view TV stations. Going, yeah. we are the only show in town. That's right. Name we've named our price. <laughs> Could fund their whole league. Okay, we're going to be back in a couple of minutes with uh, Miles Guzazelli, who is from uh, Ashfield, and he is playing in the FIFA 20 comp that Football West have got up and running. I think it's a great initiative. So we'll be back after these. Gate and Fence Hardware WA is your hardware shop online. Find all the parts you need to fix, make, and secure your gates and fences. Friendly staff and family offer advice to help your project along or order in your special part. Gate and Fence Hardware WA. Station sponsor. Do you want better strata management? Put Prosperity Strata Management at the top of your list. We provide a flat competitive fee with no extra or hidden charges. We provide value for money repairs with contractor prices reviewed regularly. And we provide prompt professional service with 30 years experience, which is why our clients recommend us. Your property is our concern. See prosperitystratamanagement.com.au Station Sponsor. In 1972, under a scorching June sun, in the French coastal town of Marseille, two Algerian immigrants awaited the birth of their fifth child. Later that day, a star was born. We are proud to be the longest-running football show on radio in Australia. Call it soccer, call it football. Myself, Peter Skeeler, Penny Tanner, Sean Kelly, Don Evans and Derek Pollock are the voices in your world football team, sharing the news across WA, Australia and the world for the one and only world game, the World Football Programme on Radio Fremantle. Terrific work there, Pete. I didn't even see your lips move, son. (laughs) That's fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, no, look, I must admit, that's one of my favourite intros we've done over the years and I think you, you're good I think I've got a message here from, from a listener Pete the Les Murray of World Football Programme <laughs> there you go high praise indeed mate um, I feel honoured now you're talking about the Belarusian League and how that's the only show in town it's a bit of a lie because there is something else going on Football West have a great initiative uh, called the FIFA 20 uh club competition um great initiative by football west it's got a lot of engagement with uh, the kids and with with adults and there's leagues for a number of people throughout this and one of the competitors in it is a young man by the name of miles gazelli who is from ashfield and he's uh, ashfield's first e-league player i'm very proud of him and uh, he's on the line now so good morning miles how are you 
But thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. No, no, thank you for coming on. Um, now, we'll start with a few things. You're Obviously, you don't sound like you're a grown-up, so um, how old are you? I'm 12 years old. And what team do you play for? I play for Ashwood Academy. And in year, what in what year? 12s, 13s? Uh, under 12. Okay. So we've established that. Now, you obviously up until the the coronavirus uh, shut everything down, you were heavily involved in training and getting ready for a season. What, what did that involve for you? Well, sometimes when we're at home, I usually play a little bit of FIFA 20. Yeah. Or all the training we have, sorry, all the training we have usually just evolves around uh, just like a little bit of injury exercise, lots of training five times a week with Mitch and Azaro, and we usually have a game um, once every two weeks. All right, and, and do, you, do you miss it? Yeah, I do. Pretty desperate. Absolutely. Um, and at 12, you, you've obviously got an idea of what you want to do when, when you're a grown-up and, you know, boyish things are behind you. What, what's your, your dream job at the moment? Well, I'd probably want to become a professional football player that travels all around Europe, Europe to some big clubs. So a big club like Energetic in Belarus would, would be <laughs> just the pick for you? Or... Maybe <laughs> Chelsea or Barcelona. Oh, yeah, no. The, stick with the minnows. I think you're right there, yeah. <laughs> uh, energetic. Yeah. Pro- yeah, you're probably not ready for energetic just yet. Um, and why are you playing FIFA 20 for Ashfield? How, how did they come at the, the decision that you were the best FIFA 2020 player that we had? Well, I think it's a really, really good idea from Football West to keep everyone entertained. And it really helps with the tactics of the game, you know, try and play the way your coach has told you to by playing all through the passes and then, you know, just seeing what uh, happens. Yeah. So from, from really- formation, so you, what's your favourite formation? 4-4-2. Uh, oh, yeah, traditional. The old classic. Yeah, the old classic. Um, and are you... St- Duck with what teams you, you do you pick a team or you can you pick a, any players you want from across the planet? I think you can only pick clubs as like there's all these new teams FIFA has, which is like all the retired players like Pele, Maradona. Then they have all like the World Eleven, which is like the most OP teams. But then uh, we can't have them, so we just pick normal clubs. So I think my one would probably be Barcelona or Manchester City. Yeah, not bad choices. If Ashfield was an option, would you pick them instead? Yeah, I'd say so. Nice. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> um, now, you, you haven't played as yet. You're up against um, Grelup Croatia. So um, are you practising now? I mean, uh, you, normally you get told off for, for being at home and spending hours and hours on the PlayStation. Is mum and dad supportive? Yeah, they're really supportive. They're helping me with um, school and soccer all the time. Yeah. It's like really good. Yeah. And, and who do you, at home, who do you play with? Oh, I usually just play with my friends online. Okay. Um, with FIFA. Yeah. And do some online matches. All right. Because it's not worth playing dad, is it? Sorry? It's not worth playing your dad. He's pretty rubbish, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most dads are. I mean, look at. 
When my kids got the PlayStation, um, I got it a month before Christmas. I practised like a demon every <laughs> night they went to bed. By the end of Christmas Day, they were flogging me. I mean, I imagine you're the same, are you? Yeah. Yeah. And do you know which button to push to get the penalty? Yeah, the circle on PS4. Okay, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the one you push when, you, when you're in the box, you've got the ball, you push the circle, your player goes down, penalty. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I love the I love the the strategies within yeah, this because yeah. there's always buttons you can push. What do you are you able to get away with the slide tackles from behind? Because my kids always were. I couldn't, but they they always <laughs> did. Well, it's always really hard to do that because like the players just move so quickly, and it's really hard to time it. And yeah, it is absolutely it is. And um, out of all your mates, who's who's the best of your friends that you play against? Probably Cristiano. What, Ronaldo? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> well, for a moment there, mate, I was impressed. Yeah, we're going to try to hit him up for an interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, his grandparents live here in Perth, so. Um, no, look, it's great. And I think, you know, it, it's something you play at home. Um, you, you obviously, it's still fun for you. Does, does your mum and dad tell you, you know, look, you haven't played PlayStation enough, get back on there for another hour? And you're there oh, going, some, and you're going. Oh, do I have to? Can I do the dishes instead? Yeah, sometimes I have to help around the house, and other times, mum, mum and dad tell me to get back on and keep training for the tournament. <laughs> God, don't you just hate that? <laughs> um, I suppose now we're talking about um, the game. I think there's plans to have the game live streamed. Is that putting any pressure on you at all, or you you, you love that pressure? I love the pressure. That's what I like to hear. That's yes. my boy. That's good. And um, there was also some talk of having another camera on you whilst you were playing it. That's added pressure, which you just love. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, obviously, being being a, a decent young man, you don't use any bad words, do you? No. Good. <laughs> good man. All right, so you're playing with either Barcelona or Manchester City, which is two pretty good choices. Um, you're playing in, in the old traditional 4-4-2. Um, the, the game itself, the, the, there's other strategies. So you've got, um, obviously, you've got injuries, you've got substitutions, you've got um, the, the training for the players. Is there anything you do particularly with, with your team when you're playing or is that just giving away too much to your opposition? Oh, a bit too much. I don't want him want him knowing too much about the playing style just yet. Yeah. <laughs> and and you don't worry about your opposition, you let them worry about you, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um so within the, the, the FIFA game, you obviously you're a bit of a fan. Who's your your favourite player in, in all of it? Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, and can and can you do the C R seven? Like the no, the goal, the, the special move where he flicks the ball up, does a spin and then just spanks it in the back of the net. <laughs> oh yeah. You yeah, can do you can you can do that? Yeah. Pretty hard though. It's very hard, yeah. I know I, I, I trip over every time I try it. Um and have you played with the the um the players of yesteryear? Have you tried playing with Pele or Maradona or any of those? Yeah, we love playing with all the players. Like, usually I play football, which is like a custom-made game where you get to pick um, all different players where it gives you six options and you get to pick one of them and you create, like, kind of like a dream team. 
Okay, and who's in your dream team? Uh, probably like Pele, Maradona, Ronaldo, Messi, Van Dijk, Neymar, all those. Yeah, have a look at a bloke by the name of Cruyff as well. He's, he's probably worth a look. Yeah. 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 And, if you're looking, and if you're looking for a goalkeeper, you can't go past Gordon Banks. British oh, yeah, always got to mention Banks. him. <laughs> oh, look, Banks, he's a brilliant goalkeeper. Um, so you, when, do you, when do you actually play um, this game? Um, sometime this week. I'm not really sure because I contacted the player, but I don't, he didn't really respond. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. it's up to you and the other player to work out when it's going to happen so you... you you can make yeah. it happen. Okay. So, you know, he should be at home. He's not doing anything else. Um, and what happens if you what happens if you try to, to contact him and he doesn't? Do you get a forfeit and you, you, you get a win? Oh, I can contact him on PlayStation. Yeah. But last he didn't reply and then I just got a message from him this morning. So I might play with him today. Oh, okay. good. Okay. Yeah. And you've got, after this, there'll be more games lined up. Yeah, I think so. If I, if I win the game, then I'll continue on to the next stage and if I lose I'll just be out of the competition. Yep. You better not lose. <laughs> Losing's <laughs> yeah. not an option. <laughs> no, look, Miles, it's it's great talking to you. I know that it's really, really difficult not not playing. Um do you, do you do any of the skills stuff that they're sending out? Do you you know you watch what the, the Perth Glory have been sending out or anything else? Do are you doing the toilet paper challenge? Oh, no, no way. It's too valuable. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> he's, I like this boy. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's alive. That's good. Um, no, no, look, it's, it's good. Um, there's a number of training videos out there. Do you, do you practice on your own or do you, do you have other family members like a brother? Yeah, I've got a brother and a sister. Yeah. One's um, 18 and one's 21. Yeah. So they help, they help me sometimes with my sport, but I usually just play outside by myself uh, at the backyard. Okay, yeah, well, sometimes those 18 and 21-year-olds aren't enough competition, you know, because you're, you're probably pretty good. Yeah. So when, when, we're playing the, when we're playing the real football out there, what position do you normally play? I usually play on the wing or central midfield. Okay, so you're, you're a bit of a playmaker or you, you prefer being the creator of goals? Uh, probably the creator, just like hitting the through balls into the striker. Yep. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. So, who's your who's your favourite player at the moment? Who do you model yourself on? Oh well, uh, from like which team? Any team. Any you team. who's your who's your hero? If you could be one one person right now, who would you be? I'd probably be N'Golo Kante from Chelsea because he plays uh, like really good central midfield and has really good passes. And he never stops running, does he? No. Nah, Always on the go. Yeah, he's like the Energizer Bunny. He never stops. Yeah. No, that's good. No, look, it's a great role model to have. Um, tireless worker, works hard, and um, from what I know, he's got a good sense of humour as well, so I think you have as well. Look, Miles, it's been brilliant having you on. Um, good luck with the game. Um, there's no pressure on you, but the whole of Ashfield's rooting for you, and we want you to win. Um, but, you know, I know... Because you do it in training and you do it in the game, you, you give you your best anyway. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show this morning. No, no, Can't thank. Thank you, thank mum and dad, and <laughs> and you keep practicing. Get back on that PlayStation now. That's an order. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, mate. You take care.
See ya. Put our miles. Miles, 12-year-old, playing yeah. PlayStation and um, heaps of attitude. I like that. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I've got some other news too. Um, yep. Belarus is not the only league still running. Oh. And funnily enough, Shock. I should have guessed this because I've I've, I went there twice last year. The Burmese League, Myanmar as it's now known, is still running. Yeah. Uh, the government had made an announcement, make of this what you like, that uh, coronavirus is not an issue there. They have no testing equipment and no one has been detected with it. Now, whether mm. those two things are related, I don't know, but they're still blazing on. And, look, I won't list all the teams, but their league's about halfway through. But there was a couple of interesting teams. We'll put everything up on Facebook so you can take a look. But there's some of the teams at the top of the table at the moment is Hanthawaddy United FC, whose nickname are the Shell Ducks. Racking United are known as the Arkan Warriors. Uh, this was my favourite. Uh Yadabara Bon FC, their club's nickname is Boxing Cake. So I think, I'm surely if you've got to pick a team, it's got to be the one nicknamed Boxing Cake. Um, and there's also a team called ISPEFC, which that, that's all that appears on the, on the league table. But uh, following the link, the full name of the club is the Institute of Science and Physical Education Football Club. So how many teams are there in the league? So in the league, they have a total of 12 teams. Uh, so top of the table is Hanawatha D United, who goes into the AFC Champions League preliminary rounds. Um, the next two go into the AFC Cup. So I don't know whether people actually are aware of how the AFC leagues work. They're slightly different to Europe. You know, in Europe, you've got the, the Champions League and the Europa League. Uh, Asia tends to split it up so that the top countries actually go into the Champions League. And then their AFC Cup is actually for the lower-ranked countries. So whereas like a, a team from England could go into the Europa League, uh, in Asia, the, the their second-tier national uh, international competition, the AFC Cup, is more for teams from, you know, Burma, Bangladesh, the, the teams that wouldn't cut the grade, make the make the grade in the AFC Champions League, mm. which I think is a better way to do it too. Oh, absolutely. Lower-ranked nations still, their clubs can go in and... And have a run at it. So we'll we'll chuck something up on the Facebook page there. If you, again, I don't think you got any luck of get uh, any hope of getting these televised yet, unless some enterprising entrepreneur steps up to the plate. But Pe- people need to know it's out there. It's out there. We it's we going. didn't know this till this morning. It was it was even a thing. Yep. So you know if you if one of the execs for Foxtel's out there listening to it, we want we want to watch live football. Yep. Um, and that is get, one... Get get the uh, Burmese League up and... Absolutely. All right, now we've just spoken to, to Miles, who's in the FIFA 20 E-Series Club Cup. Um, you know, and there's plenty of people out there that will give Football West a hard time, but um, I think given the, the current climate, this is a great initiative by them. Um, so they've... They've got this together. The kids are, are getting into it, and um, there's it's played across Xbox One and PS4s, so it covers all of the the groups of um, platforms that are out there. Um, and there is live streamed games. There's um, highlights. There's also um, results on the um, on the internet. Yep, on the football website. Yeah. Um, so the senior division had uh, players playing a, a team from Liverpool um, and Sutherland's Park won in tight, tight encounter against um, T. Pablo 23 of Sterling Lions. So um, I think there was a number of things I saw on the, the Facebook page about people tipping Sutherland's Park for a, for a, a, a Minnow's win. <laughs> um, 
No, look, I think it's great. Yeah, I know, yeah. you know, Perth Glory um, routed um, Krakowia SC 8 0. Um, but, you know, look, there's some brilliant results out there, and anything that, that's drawing attention into our game is is important. So I think, you know, important for us, even if we're not um, that flash on, on the, um, the PlayStation Don, um, to get involved and get behind this. In the in the Xbox One Senior League, one of the teams uh, suffer on the IG is the player's name for ECU Joondalup, actually had a 7-1 win over On The Move 33, and On The Move 33 isn't doesn't list a team. It actually says referee, so... If you ever wanted a chance to hand out a spanking to a referee, I guess that's that's your chance there. And I bet you he's complaining that the referee goes too <laughs> too many penalties away. <laughs> no, look, I think it's it's is it is interesting, and also with the um, FIFA, oh, sorry, with the Football Manager twenty uh, twenty, if you can get onto that, there they, you can play that online against other people as well, which makes it interesting. Um, and as I said, engagement in the game. Yeah. Um, and there's been a number of um, videos go up about the the toilet paper challenge, and as you know, if you want to show off your wealth and juggle a, a toilet roll around, um, yeah, it's it's good fun, and it's just a, a little bit of banter that's going around. Absolutely. There's also for you those can still use the toilet roll afterwards, maybe yeah. give it a wipe down, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know because it's been travelling around a bit. You see it; they they kick it from one player to another, and not in the same house. And you know, it's, it takes a fair bit of skill to get yeah. it to travel that far. Yeah, that's true. Well, okay, maybe maybe that one you don't want to use. Again. Yeah, um, and also there's uh, another one. And again, this is just about getting involved in the game. There's another web page out or a Facebook page out there where you can text a picture of yourself at the football. Um, and again, if you, even if you're not playing or indulging yourself in one of the other things, um, stick a picture up there yourself playing in the glory, you know, watching a glory game or playing in the local leagues, um, anything to, to drive that interest. We, the game is, is not forgotten. It's just there in, in hiatus That's, and, you know, we've just got to make sure that we, we're all still loving it when we come out of it. I think we will. All right. That sounds pretty good. Um, what else is happening out there, Pete? Oh, <laughs> No, you've put me on the spot here. I've yeah. got nothing else happening. You're nothing else happening. I was all proud there. of myself finding the uh, the Myanmar uh, championship still running. So yeah, um, there you go. Uh, had a Wathi top of the table. Had a I was, and, and, and I suppose the other thing is, and, and very important that we 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 make sure that people do understand this and know this is that the the good thing about the electronic sport is it's genderless. Yes. Yes. So, you know, girls can compete competitively uh, with the boys and I think, again, there's something else. Maybe there's some girls out there that are a lot better than the boys on the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, so girls, don't knock yourselves out of this. Get into it get it, and, and have some fun because um, we, we all need a bit of fun now and that's the important part. Yes, I did notice in the, in the men's... Uh, well, sorry, sorry, not the men's, the senior, as you say, it's gentlest, yeah. the senior for the Xbox... Uh, one of the teams is from Abrolos FC, mm. which I had to look up because I've heard of the Abrolos Islands. I have no idea where they are. So it's a, it is actually a Geraldton-based football club, which yep. obviously things are on a hiatus now. Um, I remember the days of playing against uh, Lafayama at Geraldton, but obviously they've got they've obviously got some other clubs around there as well. Yeah, and um, I assume that Geraldton has some sort of like local domestic 
well, not domestic, but local league. Yes, they do. There as, well. as do as do the Goldfields, and I know it's one of the the um, twin city teams was in there as well. Yep. So this is really good. It's inclusive. It's across the state. Um, as you as I said, there is a world one as well. Yep. Um, and I'd like with with the world one. I don't. I only found out about that yesterday, but you know maybe an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial person can find out where we get into the next one because I'd love to see a team from Perth competing against Manchester City. Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. I was also thinking with the EPL on on suspension as well. Yeah. There's probably also an opportunity for um, a simulated EPL with an actual EPL player from each club controlling their club. Oh, absolutely. Twitch, so, yeah. You know. yeah, and this is what I was saying about the A-League. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you get Robbie Fowler playing um, Popper with yeah. the teams that they have. They can't bring in a Christian Ronaldo or yeah, whatever. Exactly. They've got, they've the, got the to play, and, yeah. play with their real side, with the play, real players they picked. And, yeah, yeah it would be interesting yeah. to, to see how it goes. I think you'd get, well, just because people are so hungry for football at the moment, I yeah. think you'd get uh, a surprising amount of interest. But I'd also like to see um, a team from, from Perth Glory with, say, like a two-man team, um, D'Agostino, get Daggers out there, yeah. with, with Sarge Singh, from our, who's actually our E-League player, yeah. or one of our E-League players. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Gomez has been the other. We, and get them to team up with a player yeah. and play against another club's E-League player and a player. Well, and that's also then an excuse that you can say the player still has a productive use within the club for at least one player. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, and, and you, you, it's about keeping them engaged with the club. So, yeah, look, it's, uh, it's out there. We've we just got to change a little bit. And I know that um, people of my generation don't quite get the e-gaming. Um, I probably do more than most. But, yeah. um, you know, for someone who's 50, 60 and above, um, not been part of your life, you you go. Oh, what's so, so fun? But the kids are loving it. And to be fun, I've had the experience where you've shown it to an an older relative, and they don't actually realise it's a video game. They they're getting angry. They think it's a serious game, and they're you know, why is he doing that? Not realising that no no, I'm holding the controller. I'm running around. So I'm sure anyone my age and younger has probably at some point played a trick on a you know older football loving fan by going oh look this this game's on and i mean these days certainly with the the xbox and the playstations the graphics are yeah, the, yeah. The graphic they make it look like it's a real broadcast they have Absolutely, the, you know coming up next sort of thing and yeah so all right we'll be back in a moment with donna gufrey who is from dt38 and um is also a melbourne victory fan which isn't so great oh. but um she's with the far post perth and is always there at the perth game so again back in the good books we'll be back <laughs> with donna after this Hi, I'm Rose, a junior trainee at Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron. I am the fourth generation of our family business. Oswest Fencing is built on 50 years of experience, creating unique fencing and gates and servicing the West Australian community. Let us help you secure and refurbish your home or business with customised materials and automation made to laugh. Ring us on 9258 6822 to discuss your ideas or visit our online galleries at auswestfencing.com.au. That's A-U-S-W-E-S-T fencing.com.au. Station sponsor. Are you considering data and software development? From a simple website to custom office automation software, 
Phone Andy at Dataplats on 0414 263 938. That's 0414 263 938. Station sponsor. You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9. myself there you go wrong button um all right so there's a lot going on um people's health is the the big focus around at the moment and particularly about social distancing but um someone who's looking after people's health well before it became popular is uh, donna gufrey who's from dt38 donna good morning how are you Good morning, gents. How are you? Wonderful. In this time, um, we're self-isolating in the studio. We're keeping um, respectable distance from each other, which repeating the studio is a hard <laughs> thing, but, you know, we're, we're managing somehow. Um, how are you going? We're, everything locked down and, well, not so much locked down, yeah. but self-isolation. I know you've got a young child at home. It must be hard. I do, I do. And, um, you know, as you said, health doesn't stop uh, even though we're in isolation, so we're still continuing to do a lot of work behind the scenes uh, for DT38. And we're quite lucky that we've got a very large social media presence. So, you know, this is the time that everyone's really watching and engaging in social media and TV and radio and whatnot. So this is the time for everyone to get out there and actually start spreading um, their messages, whether it's got to do with DT38 or... Um, the guys at Happiness Co that do mental health. It just depends on what your message is, but this is a time everyone's engaging. So you know, we're just as busy. It's not stopping us here. No, it's not. And I see there's a, a new focus from um, DT38 and with uh, no live shows around, uh, you've given the roadies something to do with Check One Two. Yes, absolutely. So basically... Um, it's a new campaign that we've just launched in honour of the five-year anniversary of DT38. And Tracy, our founder, is the brains behind it and she's been working hard over in UK and we've officially launched it over here. And it's just basically for you to get the, you know, the gents out there to check one, two on the first of every month. So whether you're at home, in the bathroom, at a hotel at the moment, we can't go very far, but... At home, just remind yourself, put a reminder in your phone and that's what we're focusing on, that it's so important and even now, more than ever, we you know, we can't really go out and do too much exercise or you know, getting in for a doctor's appointment is extremely hard right now with all the prerequisites and whatnot. So it's very important that everyone's aware and it now involves all the women and the ladies in everyone's lives. So you know, your mum can remind you, your wife, your friend, your colleague. It's something that you, we're engaging um, across the whole board, and it's been received very well. So we had Mila Yedinak do our first video reminding everyone, our patron, and uh, everyone loved it. He had his boys uh, featured in it as well, and we'll be launching another one again, April first, and again on May first. And it's just going to continue. You know, people from around the football uh, community male, female, will all be engaging in it. And we've also now called on for the public to send us some of their videos in how, you know, they can tell people to be aware and be creative with it. Um, obviously, tasteful, but creative. Yeah. Well, you know, for a moment there, I, I was stunned because you said that, that Melee had his boys involved and I realised you meant the children. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but I mean the children, I mean the children. <laughs> yeah. No, no, look, it, um, and that's, you know, I think, it, look, Mele's a, a great ambassador for, for, the, uh, for the campaign and, um, you know, 
he loves his kids and it's important that we we show that love and as you said reminding people on the first of of the month as as much as i wouldn't want my mum telling me to do it um you know it's good that we are, <laughs> we're going down that line and it's great and it's look that we've got to get rid of that embarrassment factor um it's not embarrassing um you know because it's going to cause people a lot of pain if you if you don't do it and then as we have done with dylan we've got to do without him so that's the the ultimate thing is to not have that happen to anybody if we can help it absolutely and that's our mission obviously um everything we do is is in honor of dylan and his legacy and how he would tackle something and what he would want us to do and obviously um everyone knows his story so they know how resilient he was and how courageous he was and the fact that he just didn't let it take him down. He still played his football. He still did what he had to do. And that's what we're trying to, the message we're trying to get across. I still get a lot of people uh, contact me and say, oh, you know, it's a bit embarrassing to talk about it and whatnot. It's really, I understand the stigma around men's health and I've started to learn a lot more about it since being involved with the charity. So um, we need to remove that stigma because women find it easy to talk about their health. We'll talk about breast cancer, we'll talk about ovarian, we'll talk about cervical. It's on the news, it's in front of us. You know, you've got Glenn McGrath doing it. You've got all the lads getting in. Now the time. This is the perfect opportunity. Let's get that stigma away. Let's put it in a little box, throw it away, and let's talk about it. It's not embarrassing. Everyone is on the same platform when it comes to health. It's very important. So that's it. That's where we're heading and that's where we'll continue to head. Absolutely. Now, as far as um, fundraising goes, you know, these things don't happen without some money behind them. Um, coronavirus is obviously um, taking its toll around the world, but we've also had the bushfires. We've had a, a lot of competing priorities. Um, I imagine that the people that are backing you are very dedicated, but, you know, we still need people to realise that you're still there, still ongoing and and you know, whilst some of those things like particularly coronavirus are here and now, um, DT38 and testicular cancer is going to be around for a lot longer. Absolutely. And you can always head to our website. You can donate through there, whether it's buying some merchandise or a small donation. We have, you know, kids around schools that raise a bit of money uh, between them. It is a tough time. A lot of, and we've also got to keep that in mind. It's, it's very tough out there at the moment. Um, a lot of people are losing their jobs or been stood down till, unfer- till further notice. And that's obviously something we're very mindful as well. So even just tweeting about us, sharing an image in your house, draw a picture, get the kids involved these school holidays, draw a picture, their favourite uh, Socceroos moment with a DT38 logo on there. Anything to engage our community um, is very important and I understand how tough it is, you know, uh, with money and everything at the moment. So we understand that we're very mindful of that and... Um, but there's bigger things to come uh, for DT38. As soon as this virus uh, says goodbye to all of us, there'll be a few events coming up that everyone will be very excited about. And I, I was talking to a guest earlier on and saying that, you know, whilst the the flavour of the moment is coronavirus and what it, the negative sides of it are, we, we've got to concentrate on the positives and we've got to plan for what we do when we come out of the other side of this. And it, that's vitally important we focus on the future. I saw a thing the other day that said um, 12,036 people have survived the virus and maybe that's the figure we should be putting out rather than those who, who've you know, suffered loss from it. Mm. Oh, I 100% agree and... That's what we're doing at the moment. We're focusing on the future. And we launched our um, first DT38 Celebrity Golf Day, which unfortunately, obviously, we had to put on hold um, due to all the lockdown restrictions, which was supposed to take place on May 21st here. 
Now, that's happened in the UK. It's really successful over there. They've obviously put pause as well. But it's just a pause. It's not a cancellation. We're not. We're postponing, and it's going to be bigger and better. And we've got so many players on board. You know, we've got also um, Daniel Garb, our patron, and Simon Hill, who will be hosting the evening and taking part in the golf day. Yeah. Alex Grant, Bobby Despotowski, Jamie um, Hanwell, you, you name it, we've got them involved. Mike Ellis, Wildcats legend. So all these mm. people were ready to be involved, and they'll be ready to be involved again in you know, three, six, nine months' time. So Absolutely. that's what we're planning for. So keep that in mind. Keep engaged. I, I know it's so hard to stay positive at these times. It's very then, hard. I mean, I go so crazy, so I get it. And in the meantime, I mean, we, we talk about the, the golf. Is there a possibility that we can buy the golf balls? Minimum of two, obviously. Um, but that's... <laughs> no, but just the way... Of, well, it gets the interest, gets the money going, doesn't it? You know, and that's the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good idea. I will have a chat to my merchandise team. Um, we did get some balls branded specifically for the golf day. I thought you might uh, have. With our yeah. logo on there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We're, uh, we're way ahead of that. Um, and you would have seen that we recently, you know, we've got a new logo and whatnot that has the testicular cancer ribbon on there. And yep. it's a bit more branded to us so people are aware. So I'll definitely have a chat to them because that's actually a very good idea. So I'll oh, I'm, full of, I'm full of it. <laughs> You're full of them. I'll get the ball rolling for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's great news. I think it's something we need to be behind. We need to keep it out in the eye. And sometimes when we get these things, you, you kind of get overwhelmed with the tsunami of, of whatever is going on. Um, but, you know, you're the, the rock there on the beach and, you know, you you were there before it and you'll be there after it and it's important that you are Absolutely. and that we, you know, we, everyone still backs it and I think, you know, Dylan's legacy is, is something that's going to be there long after the, the rest of us have, have passed on as well and, and I can't think of a better tribute to the man. Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for always being supporters of DCCDA. We really appreciate the platform to spread the awareness and obviously keeping Dylan's memory we, alive. We know how important it is. Um, have you picked your favourite team out of Belarusia yet? No, no, no. I haven't. Need no. getting a have website. You? Oh, yes, uh, Energetic. <laughs> and, and I already oh. decided that, that Bat are the victory of the league. I hate them. So, And, and maybe, that's, <laughs> maybe that's your team. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, let's not tread to those waters just yet. <laughs> no. Well, the, the A-League, um, obviously through the Far Post, you, you have a uh, – the Far Post Perth, you have a, a big involvement in the A-League. You, you yes. do your live interviews after the games, and I, I miss those. Um, how is it – do you think – or how do you think the A-League's going to shape up after this? I've just had um, news through that a Wellington Phoenix – coach members has tested positive to COVID yes. and also one of the Newcastle Jets players is also positive. So, I mean, we're, we're all affected by this in one way or another, but the financial viability of the league, um, whether or not we use this as an opportunity to restructure or to rebrand, um, it's a, you know, the, the good thing about resetting this clock is that we have an opportunity now, if we do it wisely, to come out of this bigger and better and stronger. Uh, absolutely, and this is something that I've I've spoken to a lot of people about, and a lot of people, you know, I've had a lot of people agree with me, and I've had, you know, I've had a bit of backlash in terms of the A League and the future of it. And the one thing I have I have a huge disagreement with is the the league's not dead; it's mm. not going anywhere, and we need to stop treating it any differently to how we would treat if you lived in the UK, the EPL, or if you lived in Spain, you treat the La Liga, 
football in Germany, the Bundesliga. That's their big league. Mm. Their, their clubs, their, you know, their fans, everyone respects their league. We have the A-League. That's our baby over here. And we need to stop treating it any differently. There is no different to them. I understand, obviously, competition-wise and skill and whatever you want to say. But at the end of the day, the A-League is the top league in Australian football here. So we need to stop treating it any differently. Now, I haven't... I don't know if you have, but I haven't seen... I'm a huge Man United supporter. I follow every supporter group I've got. I'm on them. I have not seen not one member go on there and say, hey, I want my membership fees back because the EPL has stopped. No. Or any Mm. Liverpool or Arsenal or Tottenham or even West Ham. You know, no one. The first thing that people were thinking of, and I think it's so... uh, It just mind-boggled me and so selfish and... um, you know, people are like, oh, but you don't pay for a membership. No, actually, I have a Melbourne Victory membership. I don't. I don't even. I live in a completely different state. I'm aware of but that. Yes, support, but I still support the league. And yeah. I still support my team. So, um, I don't. I, the first thing people said was, okay, so the A League coming to a halt. We all knew then that this was going to happen. Every every other league in the world has gone on standstill. It took a yeah. while for the AFL, the NRL, and A League to follow. But we did it. Yeah. And the and the first things I was reading was oh, are we going to get our reimbursements for our membership? Mm. And I just thought to myself, is this what we're really thinking about right now? Well, Pete, but, and, I, know, Pete and I spoke this morning before the show. Pete, Pete's here looking resplendent <laughs> in, his glor- in his glory shirt that he bought specifically for the Champions League. Yep. It's, a, it's a terrific looking kit. You know, yes. um, we both. My husband has one. We both bought memberships for the Asian Champions League, and yes. you know we, we're not thinking, oh, we're going to get a refund of that. We've, we've, yep. we've lived for 12 years or more, 25 years, <laughs> hoping to get into the Asian Champions League. We finally got there. We've, we've, you know, we've backed the club 100%. Last thing in my mind is a refund. I mean, worst thing for me, I bought yep. two, yep. 120 bucks or whatever, um, and Tony's just thinking three million, you know, doesn't yep. bear comparison. Yep. Um and, yeah, you're right. A, a true fan doesn't think about it. I think also with the A-League, a lot of people go, oh, well, it's not like watching Man City at home, is it? Well, yes. you, how many home games do they go to? Mm. Um, where I grew up, I had um, my my uh, English Premier League team, which was Division One at the time, um, in West Ham because they were the, the nearest one to me. Um, but yeah. I also had and supported and was a member of my local team, which was Southend United. Mm. And Southend was accessible. Southend was a team I could go to. I went with the away supporters club to all the away games. And the only time we'd ever be in conflict was if we played West Ham in a cup or something, in which case yeah. I would I would support West Ham. But um, yep. I was... 100% behind my local team. And I think mm. it's the same here. Uh, here I'm still West Ham, South End, but the team I, I back and watch and go to all the games is Perth Glory. Yep. Um, when I try at least once a year to go across and watch a game over East because I think away games are, are the best ever. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, as a victory fan, you, you must be in clover because, you know, you get that game every year um i do and I, I love it i love the away feeling i love that I, i'm living here but i get to see my team uh, normally twice you know, play over here so 100 yeah, yeah. with your sentiments it's out it's your local club and i think i put a tweet out a couple of days ago um and i said i never i'll never take watching the first glory or going to hbf park for granted ever again now i'm i'm not a first glory supporter but i support the west football community. That's what I love. I love, 
engaging in it. I love supporting them. If Victory aren't playing, I'm all aboard the glory train. I will support them and make sure that they're successful. And them getting into the Asian Champions League was one of their biggest successes. They needed it. They mm. got it. It, you know, just because the season's on pause, it doesn't mean... I don't know what the future is. I don't know whether they'll still play it on, they'll reschedule it, or it'll be a winter sport for us this year. Who knows? We don't know right now. And that's the thing. We don't know. But people... I understand the corporate members. I, You know, the buying a corporate box costs a fair bit of money and yep. whatnot. But I know... Um, I do know this for a fact that they've actually offered a lot of people that have the boxes that pay, you know, whatever it is, seven, $8,000, I have no idea... The option to add it to their um, to them for the next season yeah, or whenever yeah, yeah. the season reinstates itself. Again, with memberships, I mean, in hindsight, I get it, but the Perth Glory only have four home games left. Right, yeah. so if you're going to average it out, it's what thirty dollars a game, so that's sixty, whatever it is one twenty. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, but if you do it on your membership, which you get, obviously it costs you less to attend a game by buying a membership, yep. you're probably going to be out of pocket about 90 bucks. Now, I've got a lot of mums and parents that were messaging me saying, you know, we're a family of seven, and I get that. I totally get it. I understand. I'm, I'm a mum. I, you know, I have a mortgage. I have a lifestyle. I understand that. But that was not the first thing I thought of, and as a fan, that shouldn't be, or a member, or, you know, even the players, and this is something that people always forget. The players are people. Yep. They're not just, you know, I understand they're stars and we all look up to them and, you know, what, whatever, they've got a skill. But they're also human and they've also got, uh, you know, a well-being to look after. And this is when mental health really comes into play because they're not training every day. They're not in their regular surroundings. They're at home, you know, yes, with their family. Some don't have family. Some live on their own. You don't know what people's circumstances are. So, this, again, is something that we need to be focusing on, is the mental health of our players. I know a lot of players that no longer play in the A-League that don't have anything to fall back on and they're struggling with mm. the fact that they don't have that friendship and that support base because once they leave, everyone else goes about their day. They're still playing their 22 rounds a year and they're training and doing what they can. They haven't forgotten their mates, but they're not part of the team. So mm. that also should be a focus. And this, this whole stopping, the whole league stopping, you know, we've got to now focus around the mental health of the players, the staff and everything. And I'm sure you would have just seen um, the PSA, what they've released. Um, I think you would yep. have seen it about first quarter. I have, yeah. but, I, but I've also read the, the fair work. And I mean, under coronavirus, I think, you know, it's it's what's happening in the rest of the world to everybody else. The competition isn't, isn't there. There are no other options for them as footballers. No, and as much as it's a harsh reality, um, this is happening all across the, the the country to people in other industries. And I think the PFA uh, need to understand that, you know, Tony's got to look after a business. And he's just one of several. I imagine this is going to happen across the country with all the clubs. Mm. You... I, I, would be, I would believe so. I think after reading the statement from the PFA, I can understand... Um, I can understand their position. Oh, yeah. Um, and I can understand Tony's position. And, and I've said this all along. Uh, you might not agree with Tony uh, with his comments and his way of going about things. And, you know, sometimes he goes out on the limb. But he's also a husband, a father, yep. a family man. He's a businessman. He has other businesses other than the Perth Boy, which is his baby. He always calls it his other child. Yep. So he also has all of that to focus on. Now, imagine being an owner of a club, your money. And I say this all the time. If you've got the money then go and buy the club and go and invest it and go do what you want to do with it. But for yeah. now, you have no other option, hmm. right? You have Tony. 
Now, I understand what they're saying. They're trying to do the same as what the AFL and the NRL have done, and this has obviously gone a bit sideways. But let's look at the funny side. It wouldn't be a A-League season if Perth Glory Football Club didn't get themselves into some sort of trouble. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. So let's, let's look at that yeah. side of things. So let's see how this says is, the Melbourne um, unfolds at your popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, are, we are very well behaved. We are Melbourne Victory. <laughs> we do everything behind closed doors. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. I see. I see him walking down the road with violin cases and everything else. Yeah, just, we know. Yeah. We, we know what's going on. <laughs> but in hindsight, I get it. I understand both sides of things. Yeah. I can see how the player again. It goes back to the players. Um, yeah, but I've saying, got. You know, I've got friends in business who've had to do yeah. exactly that. Yeah. And Absolutely. and they've said to the people that they've let go. Look, as soon as things pick up, I will take you back in in a heartbeat. But right now. Yeah, I've got to concentrate on. I've got to concentrate on keeping the business in a viable position so I can pick up, yeah. and and myself and my family going through this. So you know, it's it's hard on everybody, and it's hard Absolutely. on the players. It's it's you know, it's hard on us fans. I, I my wife and I get withdrawal symptoms now. We you know we, we're I sitting there shaking because we, we should be watching a, a game of football. It's not right. There's nothing on. No, exactly. No nothing. Um, um, and you know. Yeah, it's, it's quite sad, and I agree with you. And, uh, again, it goes back to health. It goes back to mental health. Yeah. I don't like reading now play, people saying, oh, boo-hoo, they earn a lot of money. You know what? So what? They, they, they earn a lot of money because you go and watch them play, yeah. and you think that they're superstars and they have skill, and it is it is. But people don't understand the what they give up. <laughs> To earn that money, I mean, exactly. none, these things don't come without sacrifice. Uh, you know, I've Absolutely. known kids who've who've gone around the world um, chasing contracts, who've lived out of suitcases, done without their families. Um, you Absolutely. know, you look at what the the A League tried to do. Glory went over to um, to New South Wales. So did Wellington, mm. with the prospect for the next four weeks they were going to live away from their families just so that we could enjoy the game you know their sacrifices that what people, people need made. to remember yeah yeah, um, just a, that's what people need to remember. a couple of things before we wind up. We've we've had a little recurrent theme through the um, through the program about esports. Mm. Um, would you be interested in watching Robbie Fowler play Popper on FIFA Twenty Twenty? Um. <laughs> I'd probably be more interested in watching Popper play. I'm not a huge fan of Robbie Fowler. No, no, but, um, but watching him get flogged to be brilliant, you know. <laughs> and we're talking about the E-League players that each club has. How about one of them t- um, tees up with a with a player from the, the club? Like, oh, right, like, yes. That like, would be good to see, yeah. Like absolutely. D'Agostino for Perth. Um, I don't care yep. about victories. I don't know who you'd have in a victory, but playing with their <laughs> E-League player. But, but what I'm saying is, just to watch that on the TV would would at least get us back and engaged and yeah. playing or, or yeah. watching the game and being involved in the sport. I, w- I would love that. I can see that the AFL have been putting out um, quite a bit of, you know, old school grand finals and whatnot. And yeah. I'm a, I don't know, a lot of people aren't, but I'm a huge Bombers supporter. So I love um, Aussie rules. Yeah. So I've been watching all of that. I'm going, oh, yes, I'm getting my fix. But there's nothing at the moment. The A-League is trying to be involved. Yeah. Um, mm. But uh, I think that's a great idea. 
Yeah, I'll yeah, just say we bypass someone. Well, the A League, <laughs> the A League already own the E League. It's just a case Correct. of going. Well, let's get this going, and, and you know there are some technical difficulties. But in this day of social isolation, these things are played online. You, you're sitting in your own house playing your own game. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's got to be Absolutely. doable. Yep. All right, I told Absolutely. you I'm full. Of, I told you I'm full of good <laughs> ideas. <laughs> good idea. I will run that by them. I'll send an email for you. <laughs> okay, mate. Thank you very much. Look, thank Thanks you, Donna, for being on um keep up the good work with dt38 never let it go out of people's minds no and thank you for always supporting us have a good uh be safe you Stay too safe. take care thanks Bye. guys Bye. thanks donna gufray uh dt38 and um uh, all-round good girl uh, even though she's a victory fan so <laughs> and uh what you're saying about the the electronic version obviously that's Again, that's an advantage football has over the other codes. Oh, have you that... seen? Have you seen the AFL's one? It's it's awful. <laughs> it is yeah, exactly. Awful. I I didn't even know there was a current. I know yeah. they've done them in the past. No, the gameplay is terrible. Yeah. All right, we're going to go uh, to a quick break, and we'll be back after this with Karen Giles from the, who is the CEO of Clubs WA. Gate and Fence Hardware WA is your hardware shop online. Find all the parts you need to fix, make and secure your gates and fences. Friendly staff and family offer advice to help your project along or order in your special part. Gate and Fence Hardware WA. Station Sponsor. Do you want better strata management? Put Prosperity Strata Management at the top of your list. We provide a flat competitive fee with no extra or hidden charges. We provide value for money repairs with contractor prices reviewed regularly. And we provide prompt professional service with 30 years experience, which is why our clients recommend us. Your property is our concern. See prosperitystratamanagement.com.au Station Sponsor. Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And here we are back again. Um, we've been talking all day about uh, the difficulty that clubs are coming into and uh, the difficulties that clubs face. And someone who's right at the pointy end of that is um, is Karen Giles, who joins us online now. She is the CEO of Clubs WA. Good morning, Karen. How are you? Good morning, Sean. Yeah, it's uh, definitely been an interesting time. Uh, probably the same for you guys as well. It's a tough time for football clubs, but it's it's a tough time for, for clubs all over the country. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it's, it's obviously an unprecedented situation and we're all trying to work it out as it's changing on such a, you know, daily and sometimes, you know, twice or three times a day situation. Um, and it's quite sad because we're having to watch the clubs slowly shut their doors for this time. But we... We're trying to focus on the fact that it's all about making sure people remain safe during this time. It is, and part of what we've been talking about is making sure that um, you're safe in hibernation now and planning for when the the doors do open. And I think for clubs, vitally important because particularly country towns, but even in the metro areas, they're they're the epicentre of of your, your town's culture. That's right. You know, if you if you consider, you know, every every other organisation that's being um, affected in hospitality has obviously, um, you know, got 
considerations to do with staffing and um, their revenue, which we have. But on top of that, we've also got the concerns for the services that we provide the community. Um, and our clubs, you know, do anything from from the sport to the actual getting the community together. So, you know, this whole social isolation is something that clubs have worked towards making sure it doesn't happen. Um, and here we are going into it. So we've also got the welfare of our members, our employees, our volunteers um, and the community at large. Yeah, and that social connectivity, mental health aspect, yep. which is is mm-hmm. so important. And I know big business and business in general, a lot of people out there lobbying government so that when, you know, things to, to deaden the pain now, but also to help when they come up, who's going to be the, the advocate and pushing for the help for clubs? Uh, well, we actually have a national body as well. So obviously here in, in WA, Clubs WA uh, push for that um, from that angle, but also from the, you know, because we've got clubs all around Australia. So, um, you know, we have a national body that actually lobbies to try and improve um, where our club industry is going overall. So we'll all be very, very busy in the states and territories and nationally uh, trying, to, trying to help because, um, you know, realistically this is such a unique situation and it and it affects every single person in the whole world and mental health is going to take a massive absolutely and look the clubs at the moment they've they've all got overhead they've all got premises um power bills um stock that they've they've had in you know and particularly when you look at some of the larger clubs would have um food and and alcohol that they would have sitting there in a the fridge that needs to to be dispensed of and whether that goes and I saw someone the other day was donating to the homeless um, but you know, all these things have a cost and they're, they're all um, things that are, whilst we're in this shutdown um, are causing people running the clubs who are largely volunteers some anguish Exactly um, and, and the problem is that it's changing every day as well um, we just got news yesterday from Racing Gaming because that we do have some allowances until, you know, perhaps the, what a lot of people say, the inevitable lockdown occurs. But right now, clubs can actually, um, if they've got permission to do packaged alcohol sales to their members, they can actually do this. And our members are now being given permission to enter the premises to actually take the liquor. Obviously, got to practice all the safe distancing procedures. Um, but you know, only two days ago we could only do home delivery. So we've got we've got that allowance because we'll be able to offload some of their stock, and and especially like with um, stock in the kitchen, the clubs that have restaurants or the volunteers, you know, doing the the meals on the weekend. So um, patrons in general can actually so that can involve the local community are able to actually come in for the purpose of purchasing the takeaway meals and then leaving again. Um, the other good thing that came out of yesterday is that the government department will actually consider issuing occasional licences to clubs that have a restricted club licence so they can't do package sales. They can apply for a special licence which will get um, very quick um, dispensation so that they can actually do package sales between 12 noon and 12 midnight to, to their members. Oh, that that would yeah. certainly help some of those smaller clubs. They don't carry a lot of stock, but it's still money tied up in your fridge and, you know, it's it's just that cash flow which is so important. Um, what what sort of innovative things are clubs doing at the moment to, to socially engage? Are they going online or...? Um, a lot of them are creating their own Facebook pages, which I 
think is great because, again, you know, we talk about mental health is actually keeping people uh, communicating together. Um, a lot of taking this opportunity to do training as well. So, um, you know, it's also online training available. Um, Clubs of Aid, we do training in both um, alcohol courses as well as governance courses, and there's many others out there as well. Um, a lot, you know, we're recommending, like, during this time, you know, and you know what it's like being in the industry, it's very hard to find time to do things, uh, but there's an opportunity to work on strategic planning, business planning, um, you know, the difficulty will be what grants will be available after this because obviously government's putting so much money um, into fighting this pandemic that um, grants may be very short, but yeah. there's an opportunity to work on all these marketing plans during this time. And I suppose, again, we, we did actually speak with someone from a club first up and part of that their planning was that they're they're holding strategic meetings now to yeah. decide how they're going to look when we come out of this so it, it is um something that clubs should be doing it's also a good time to catch up on your administration side and to clear things up and if you're developing new systems or um switching over to a new accounting platform this is the time to do it yeah. um and there is also, with your website, a huge amount of resources available to clubs in training and um, job descriptions for the different roles. Uh, so there is a lot of assistance available from Clubs WA. Absolutely. And we'll be running, um, obviously, on reduced hours ourselves during this time, but we're all um, going to be available because, you know, like you said, this is a time for clubs to start looking at the admin side, um, but also just knowing that they can get that support, so we'll be open um, during this time and we'll see um, you know, how we can help the industry grow forward. I, I've been watching, you know, what McDonald's have been doing. Obviously, they've got the takeaway side of things, but the fact that they've used this opportunity to actually uh, rebuild some of their centres. And I think, mm. you know, look at the clubs that have been doing quite well the last few years. They've all had minor renovations. Some of that's been government supported, some of it hasn't. So even, you know, taking the opportunity to put a... Uh, coat of paint on the building, for instance, while we can, um, would also help. Well, I suppose, yeah, we could we could do a socially distancing um, busy <laughs> bee where, you, <laughs> no, no, but, you know, you've got three or four people in working on different parts of the club, um, you know, one doing floors, one painting the, the, the toilets, so, and one doing something with the gutters. It's um, all stuff that needs to be done. But, yeah, we can we could certainly look at, at that as another option as well. There's There's... There's not one club in, in the country that doesn't have some minor yeah. repairs that need doing. Exactly, exactly. And it does make a difference. So, you know, it is um, possibly a good time to do that while we can. And I suppose the other thing is if, if you've got some, some members who are out of work or have some skills that you could utilise, um, you know, there's no reason why they couldn't come in, pick up half a dozen chairs and refurbish them in their own time. You know, whilst they were locked down or um, socially isolated, there'd be a little project in the shed that um, someone could do and, and just spruce up bits and pieces of the club. Absolutely. Um, I think that's the beautiful thing about, you know, clubs and having members is that there's so much talent within our clubs and often our members don't tell us what it is that they do. So it's a great opportunity to find out what their unique uh, gifts are that they can bring. It could be anything from, you know, being able to refurbish a chair right through to even knitting, um, you know, for the homeless during this time. 
And I suppose the other thing is that every club would have and, and needs to have a membership list. So if you had some people on there that were going through that list and contacting the people and just, just spending half an hour or even 15 minutes just chatting with them, how you're going, what's going on, is there anything you need, um, you might find that you've got some people who, who are actually in quarantine who need some support or some older people who just need someone to talk to. Mm. Absolutely. You know, somebody who might be able to do um, a little bit of shopping for them and drop yeah. it off. Yeah. Uh, you know, clubs are also good storage places for that as well. So uh, there's, I think um, it's tough times, but it will it will enable clubs to show why we are such an integral part of the community. And, and I suppose that the thing is that um, the, the, the spirit of the club does not, just go into suspension or, or die that is that community support and as I said we've got a lot of older people aren't on the internet but they are on the end of a telephone that it doesn't Absolutely, take five yeah. minutes to call them look after them and and just that mental health aspect um is is massive it's really important uh, years ago i used to work for red cross and i don't know if they still have a this service where you'd actually call someone who was quite isolated and just talk to them for half an hour every day mm-hmm. Yeah, look, even soccer clubs and and uh, have um, life members, some of whom are quite aged, who you know have been around the club forever. But you know, let's not forget about them. Let's let's talk to them and and make sure that they're all safe and that you know we we are as a community looking after each other and the functions of the club still exist. I think that's one of the wonderful things that I've been seeing. That obviously we're all dealing with a heartache of having to close our doors um, at different levels. But everyone's actually rallying together at the same time. And I honestly think that's what's unique about our clubs is that, you know, when times are tough, we actually do rally together. Um, and we know that this is going to end. It's just um, keeping ourselves tight and and keeping up that communication. And I think clubs are doing an excellent job of it already. And from a club's WA perspective, what are you working on strategically for uh, the climb out of this crisis? Yeah, well, we're actually taking this opportunity to do a few things as well in terms of um, enhancing our membership um, for clubs and what the services we provide. Um, Obviously, we're taking a hit as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're also a not-for-profit association, so we have to manage ourselves as well but definitely focusing a lot on the strategic um but we're still taking lots of questions every day from clubs so we're really you know making sure that we've got people being able to respond quickly to all the inquiries and obviously you've got the the training options out there as well for for clubs and i think you know particularly for clubs that that run um a bar with volunteers the rsas are important uh, mm. but it's not just that there are other aspects um around managing volunteers that we still need to upskill on well that's right you know during this time um i know other states have been given advice nationally in terms of their role but each state has its own act and our clubs have to subscribe to the Associations and Corporation Act and um, there will be allowances made but at the same time uh, there are roles and obligations that are required by committee members, by volunteers, you know, people managing the club on that voluntary basis. So it is a really good opportunity to um, join in our sessions. We're doing them via video conferencing which is very simple. You can do it from any device. Um, but what we love about the sessions that we do is that it's not just us telling clubs you know, this is what you need to be doing. It gives clubs the opportunity to share notes with each other. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Have soccer talking to goals or, you know, golf or yachting or just a social club. And uh, it's that sharing of ideas and networking that helps strengthen our industry. Definitely it does. So if people out there want to get in touch with you, how do they do so? Um, what's your website and um, yeah, the, the contact details for you? Yeah, so just go to the Cubs WA website. Um, you can go into the Contact Us if you don't have a pen and just fill in the form there. Or you can just send us an email to info at clubswa.com.au. Um, and our phone numbers are all on the website as well. People want to call up instead. Fantastic, Karen. Look, you're a great support to clubs, and um, obviously we're hopefully all pulling out of this at some point and focusing on a, on a brand-new future. Um, as you said before, unprecedented times, and I think, you know, we're, we're writing the manual for it now. Mm. Absolutely. We'll, um, we'll know we'll all be experts in crisis management by the end of this, and... Um, yeah, just a shout out to all the the uh, soccer clubs, footy clubs, and all the clubs that are uh, might be tuning in today. Just to stay strong, uh, stay safe, and we look forward to guiding you through and being on the other end of this and celebrating afterwards. Absolutely, thank you for your time, Karen. Thank you. Okay, that was Karen Giles, CEO of Clubs WA, who are a great resource for the clubs out there. Um, there are some things we should be doing, and we've you know, said recurrent themes throughout this program. We all need to change what we we have been doing and, and look at how we yep. go forward in this brave new world. And, and adjust to it, and before you know, it'll become second nature to us. Absolutely, it will. Right, we're closing in on the end of the show. Um, as I said before, we've... We've got um, a number of people out there that uh, are struggling within our own community, um, none so more than West Coast Futsal, uh, who, you know, need our support throughout this time. Um, been a great support of our program and, yep. you know, our thoughts are with them. Um, out there for all of you, please stay safe. If anyone's thinking of just running a quick training session with half a dozen boys, not on, fellas, not cool. Yep. Um, the most important thing is that we all stay safe. The studio has a number of things in place with um, the radio station. We're, we're wiping down the decks. We're um, changing over the microphone covers. We're doing all sorts of things here just to make sure that we stay safe and are socially responsible to each other. Um, get onto the web page. Certainly elect your favourite Belarusian I'll be, team. I'll be putting a poll up later on this afternoon. Yeah, it was, okay, okay. seriously consider this because you know, there's some teams out there that need your support. Um, <laughs> also, we, we're really interested in your feedback on TalkBack. If that's something you're interested in, think that's a good idea, um, then we're quite happy to facilitate it and look at what else you think we can or should be doing um, and we're all up for that kind of thing. So um, hopefully, unless we're all in complete and total lockdown, Penny's back next week yep. um, and we'll be back. We'll be back in the future. We'll be back in the future. Um, certainly get behind the electronic platforms. It's important yes. that we, we engage in, in the game in whatever format it's been presented to us. Um, you know, and we, again, that's something still sponsors keep an eye on that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as, and and as we come out of it, people are going to be sponsors will be looking for that edge. And if we can show that there's been interest in things, 
Well, the thing is, it's about value. So if you yeah. do have sponsors, please mention them within anything you're doing electronically. Um, they did back you. You need to back them. When we come out of this, we need to be making sure that we, we are giving some value back to the community, and that means your sponsors as well. Yep. Um, you know, They are going to be hurting and struggling now, and a lot of the people that we deal with are small businessmen um, who are local people, um, You know, and everyone's feeling the pain. Yes. All right, everyone, stay safe. Um, good hygiene, good hand hygiene, cover when you cough. Yep. Social distancing is the way. Um, and basically, don't be stupid. The best thing you can do is stay home, listen to the radio. No one can mess that up. <laughs> All take care. We'll be back hopefully next week and in the oncoming weeks. See ya. See ya. Join us again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM.